So I'm officially a dad now. Had a baby exactly 10 days ago. Woo! Yeah. Little baby girl who will... The plan was always to have a girl raise a boy. A fanatical sports girl. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give an observation that I've made about parents since having a kid and the little time leading up to having a kid. I think parents, especially new parents, they're like vegans or people that are in CrossFit. Parents can't resist but to tell other people about what it's like to be parents. And it's always like a weird, condescending, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's always like, oh, you don't know. You just don't know until you're a parent. It's so much time. And so a, a lot of my parent friends have told me, it's just so much time. When a newborn, it's the most exhausting thing you'll ever experience. It's just, it's so exhausting. And then now that I have a newborn, it's, dude, wait until they crawl. Wait until they're moving around. It's, uh So when does the one-upping end? It, 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 we got two dads on the pod and two non-dads. Does that mean we have to talk down to the non-dads? Oh, yeah, they don't even know, man. They don't even know. They don't even. You guys don't even know what a responsibility this whole thing is. Is is it more or less exhausting than Tuesday after draft weekend? <laughs> Nothing tops that. <laughs> the, the, see, this is. I'm doing it, Drew. I was just about to say, you don't know exhausting until the Tuesday after draft weekend with a kid. See, I almost did it without even thinking. Yep, and see, and see, it. all, all you got to do is replace kid with with like power cleans and you're officially a crossfitter um it's it, it's so funny so vegans they can't help but resist to tell you they can't resist but to tell you that they're vegan a uh, crossfit always telling you about their workouts parents oh my god marcus you'll never know what true love is until you look that little kid but i'm telling you marcus and this is how every it's been the same conversation since like the roman times I think this is an innate thing in humans to just talk down to each other about. Marcus, you'll never know love like parenting. And you know what? It's a lot of work, though. Marcus, look at me. It's a lot. Marcus, please understand. It's a responsibility, a big responsibility. The, the human, like, we always have to talk down to everybody about everything and anything. You got to think sports religion politics everyone wants to be right and force force their thoughts on everything because they they know the best because they've had the most experience sometimes uh, but really- i mean if you just keep going back i mean it's like it's that it's like that with getting married and then it's like that with getting a house and then it's like that with getting a dog like oh dude you're getting a dog man you're not gonna have time to go out you're not gonna be able to do like go out on the boat or like oh you're buying a house you're not gonna have money to do this and like you're gonna be like it, it's it, it just seems as you get older, there's always that thing, right? That that one person has that you don't, and that they're going to tell you about. Yeah, par- parenting it's it's a weird thing, and people take different routes once they become a parent. Um, some people it becomes their entire identity. I I've known people who have completely you know happenstance, complete by by chance, they became a parent, and that person who was just a complete delinquent prior to becoming a parent. All of a sudden, they're just a completely different person, and parenting is their full identity. Um, it's a weird thing. And now being in the circle, like I told you today, Brandon, um, I'm happy to join the club of talking down to people. I was just saying <laughs> at Orange Theory today, 
And uh, yeah, one of the instructors is having a baby, and I couldn't resist but to tell him, dude, you're gonna love it, man. But you know what? I'm really tired, guy. I'm really, really I'm really tired, guy. I'm really tired. <laughs> I have not slept, bro. Uh, you don't even know what a responsibility it is. You know, it was, it was funny. I was, uh, I was telling Rose today. I was, I was like, yeah, we're gonna do our pod after work. She's like, oh, you gonna go? You gonna go over there and talk? I'm like, hell no. I was like, didn't you have some sniffles? You gotta be sick. I don't want to bring no germs around a baby. She's like, I'm not sick. I was like. I'm petrified of children. People always want to throw their children on you, make them hold them. I don't want to do that. It freaks it like freaks me out to the core. Like even even the last photo that uh, one of the pictures that you had up with her, I was like, is her neck broken? I can't tell. I don't want to be near that. <laughs> Give me like three, four, six months or so, then we're all right. It just uh. like I'd shake. And uh, you know, one of my old buddies after he had his first daughter literally chased me around the living room and like launched her across so i'd catch her i'm like no i was like no i don't want to hold her a couple <laughs> months couple months pal it's terrifying dude it's it's terrifying because i mean they're just i mean they're unbreakable but yet they seem they can break so easily oh yeah and in my i I'm, I'm massively paranoid like so the work of the work of being a parent for me so far is it's you know i'm not working so it's it's just my new work that i'm doing it's it hasn't seemed like much Sure, it'll get crazier. But the crazy thing for me is I am always checking to make sure that she's still alive. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll just suddenly wake up at, like, 4.30 in the morning, and I'll just straight up stand up, go over to her bassinet, put my head in there, wait for a breath, and then go back to sleep. I'm fucking deeply paranoid about that, which is kind of morbid, but I can't help it. Yeah, natural. Do you, do you think the Browns are equally uh, terrified? It's a Newman segue. <laughs> <laughs> Nice segue. I like it. Um, yeah. And speaking of daughters, um, <laughs> woo, man, someone had a tweet yesterday and it was, uh, just imagine being a female in the, in the Browns organization right now. Uh, so in case you didn't know, New York times writes an article, 66 women in 17 months that they, that they know about. 66 different women it's yes. over 100 plus 100 plus visits it's they're, they're just, honestly so my, my, I'll, I'll let you go but i, I got I, have, I can go we can go a year about this but like how, how many different masseuses have you guys all seen in your lives zero one the answer is zero for me yeah i mean when once you find a good one you stick with them in this exactly. case unless they don't let you come on their chest um <laughs> And that's 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 straight up what it is. just by sheer numbers. If, if you were on the fence about the Deshaun Watson thing, come on. At what point? So I'll break down the math for for you because we did it the other day. Seventeen times thirty divided by sixty six. That is a new masseuse every seven point seven days. That is fucking sus, people. How many times? Do you, how how many barber different barbers do you have in your life? Certainly, I haven't had 66 barbers in my life, straight up. I mean, I, I go to the same girl every time. I, I think most people do that, especially for intimate things where they're touching your back. And in this case, hopefully, touching your <laughs> penis. Um, it's, it's, this guy's a fucking gross. He's a gross, gross man. And and what, 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 ha- what happens at this point? Dead man well, walking. Dead man walking. I don't know how he survives this. I, I, yeah. I, I really, really don't. So the, the funny thing is everyone's still kind of going back and forth. You know, you, you get some of the, the prominent, you know, uh, casters, the guys you see on television, like, oh, well, 
NFL needs, needs to make a decision. We can't jump to anything, but like they're like, but well, when do you draw the line? Don't be like, don't be the jury, don't be the judge. My my favorite thing about all of this, uh, like ever since all this started coming up, I'd always Google uh, X name and Deshaun Watson to see what new was talking as like uh, as new charges or new accusations or whatever kept piling up and. Nothing like nothing new came up for months. Didn't matter how many people were going. Everyone just wanted to stay away. And then as soon as the 24th person came up, uh, came out, now all of a sudden everyone's got something to say. Now they want to kind of chime in. But uh, my favorite thing about all of this is, well, not my favorite thing. Uh, my favorite thing is definitely going to be the Browns getting fucking shafted. Like talk to one person, like try to do some due diligence, but um, <laughs> they, uh, just all the all the new information you just keep finding out like like is anyone like where 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 does it start where does it end like when do you make a decision if you're the nfl like we all know you know the old all the old saying of like where there's there's smoke there's fire um but like obviously they're very firm on um uh, uh what, what's the receiver from uh from atlanta automatically one year automatically calvin uh, ridley yeah you got so, yeah, so he bet on a game, automatically suspended. No, no years ands or buts for fifteen for a fifteen hundred dollar bet. He gets he gets a full year. Yeah, I, I, there's a tweet I'm looking at it right now. Keep in mind, Calvin Ridley got a full year suspension for a fifteen hundred dollar bet. Anything less than two years for Deshaun Watson is an absolute joke. People are calling for this guy's head. Uh, the Browns at this very moment have lawyers that are that are combing through this contract. And that that's the worst fucking part about this thing is 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 what an enabler the Browns have been through all this. And how crazy is it that when they didn't, you know, when when the criminal investigation didn't go on because of a jury decision, I saw so many people on Twitter just throwing up their hands in victory, like shame on all you people for for distrusting. Adam Schefter, yeah. dude. Adam yep. Schefter. No, my favorite one was Trevor Bowers. Yeah. Straight up, yeah, yeah, and, and, and honestly, let's face it: if Trevor Bauer is vouching for you, that's a fucking bad sign. Um, he's in good, he's in good company with Trevor Bauer, and what? And, and let's 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 be real: what Trevor Bauer did is way less awful than this, just by sheer volume. So it's this whole situation is it's truly gross. A uh, two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Uh, and, and like you said, Brandon, even if they do find a way, or Mar- I think it was Marcus, even if they do find a way to somehow get rid of this contract, they still lost all those fucking picks. Yeah. So, so when you're, when you're looking at it, it's, it's funny. It's cause like, so all of a sudden this new allegation comes up and all of a sudden now that's after the fact, because we did our due diligence without talking to anyone, without doing any research. Well, obviously that contract, like it's, this isn't things that these aren't things that are happening after all like there were there was all the instances they were there like you there's no way that presumably you they should be able to get out of all of that like you have you're good they're gonna have to bite the bullet i'm ecstatic ecstatic to watch cleveland crumble i will be uh, on i'll be reaching out to some uh some of the browns fans that uh that i unfortunately have to uh to know there are so Browns. We fans. talked about it on this pod, and we were like, "What? What's Deshaun Watson's nickname going to be?" I mean, it's definitely got to be Money Shot, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's Money Shot. I, I I'd go with like Two Pump Chuck, something that emphasizes the fact that the dude comes his pants with with like a, a breath of wind. How about Pre Sean Jackson? <laughs> that works. Pre Pre. So- so, someone's someone. Dude, the internet is going to do their work on that. Their due diligence. Rape was 
burger, let's face it, was never really that good, but it did no. the it did the job. <laughs> it did the job. So, All right. <laughs> so here, here's what I'm hoping and praying. So hypothetically, however this works out, the next basically any single time Deshaun is on the field, like obviously like touchdown celebrations, the whole team like plans shit out, does cool things. I think every single time he gets sacked intercepted that person needs to lay down and someone needs to start giving him a fake massage on the ground every <laughs> single time that so, would be a glorious uh, celebration in the year in the in the age of social media and in 2022 people don't change their opinions so i'm going to do something that is very rare um i've been adamant that i didn't think Deshaun was going to get suspended um i am now changing my entire stance on this i think he not only gets uh, suspended this season. I don't think he plays a field. In, I don't think he plays in the NFL ever again. I mean, to, I be, think he's, to be fair, new information has been presented. So, you know, I, I, he I shouldn't have been allowed to play. Like with as soon as you started flirting into that double digits, 20, 20 suits, like something's there. There had to be something like a precedent set for some sort of a suspension because no matter like however right or wrong, whatever is broken down, clearly there was conduct outside of the like what the nfl wants to be represented by so you have something should have already been down you dropped the ball uh the the most this as far as like all the uh like the accusers like all the women and and the lawsuit that of the articles and everything that just came out with the times was the absolute like dagger for them for because a uh, you start bringing up all the numbers of the assistants or whatever but now now the Texans just got added as defendants in that lawsuit, so they're no, they are going after everything. Kind of uh, like you know, in, in criminal cases, they start throwing out a ton of different charges to at least make sure you get something. So money will be distributed to these women as soon as the Texans got added in. Uh, so it's it's going to unfold. It's going to unfold beautifully. And, so um, I, Browns are back in cellar. Mina Kimes, uh, great. Quote today, uh, the Browns bet $230 million into Sean Watson because they hoped everyone would just move on. And that's the funny thing. You know, the, the second that whole case got dropped, Deshaun's like, all right, folks, it's over. Let's move on. And that's what a bunch of fucking, you know, enablers were. That that was the narrative that was being preached on social media. But he said, but then she said, she continues, but the New York Times did something that the team arrogantly refused, pretended to do. They actually investigated what happened. And that's really the most vile aspect about this whole Deshaun Watson thing is. The Browns didn't interview a single woman. You know who they interviewed? Deshaun Watson. That's like asking OJ. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's fu- it's fucking <laughs> gross. It's so gross, man. Like, to, to, how terrible of a franchise are you to not even attempt to do your due diligence interview a single one of these women like get the fuck out of here and, and dude there, there's so many teams that are being thrown on the bus like you said houston dude houston needs to go down they, they need to be they need to be taken down this lawsuit they need to be fined by the nfl i i wouldn't i would be kind of interesting if, if the nfl just said listen this fucking this trade like you know no what we anything we're or we're gonna dock houston like one of these first rounders and it just doesn't exist anymore or, or something but, like that but so so, so to kind of counter that is why are they why would they be punished yeah like at the nfl every team's supposed to be protecting their players like they're providing dui assistance like they're bringing drivers like they're paying for things that their players are requesting so so many um um I don't want to say like privileges, but they're gifting their players so much to keep them out of trouble, to keep them out of the light. 
Like this is something so not uncommon. We just don't get to see it or hear about it all the time. Um, so what? So they're giving a hotel room to their to their player. Did they give him the NDA? Does he have an NDA? What does it matter? You're, you're protecting your player. You're protecting your asset. So truthfully, until like those like none of those claims had like were taking place. So like up until until like there was allegations, how how are they possibly to blame? Because they enabled sexual assault, and, and, yeah, but, and, how, and but how do you know it's sexual assault? You, like you're you're providing a room for your private room for your star quarterback to get massages. Well, the the, the NDA things is where things get tricky on this. I mean, that why 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 are masseuses signing NDAs? Yeah, that's fucking gross. It's weird. I'm sorry. Like NDAs, you, the second that NDAs get thrown out there, you got something to hide. I like he, he's, oh, without a doubt. It's it it's just it's it's weird to me, and I think this this situation is going to continue to unfold. I do think there'll be more women that come forward. Um, in Does the it get end, to a hundred? I don't. God, that that'd be really gross. Uh, but yeah, you know, that one time we were out in uh, and uh, we were in Houston, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually if I had Instagram, you know, he DM me and was like, "Hey, you want to massage me?" I'm like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "Sign this." So I guess uh, I'll come forward. You guys remember I was telling you about that when. Uh, he uh, did that thing, that quick thing. I do recall. Um, so, so you know, now that now that you can start getting videos and clips and news, and you start googling like, you know, people and Deshaun. Uh, the one of the best things, um, the Molly chick from First Take with us, Stephen A, was uh, she she compared part of it to the Ray Rice uh, incident, and only was that oh, no one cared until we saw it. She goes. We need to see the video of him getting those massages. Like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that's the best do, thing Molly. she's ever said. Yeah, we want to see. I definitely want to see those quick clips, quick hitters. It's the best thing to watch while you're driving. Eighteen second videos and start laughing at Deshaun. It's gonna be glorious. Here's another great tweet. Deshaun Watson has as many sexual assault cases as the Browns have wins from 2011 to 2017. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you. De- they deserve each other. Shitty organization, meet, dude, and it, 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 it is apropos, you know, the, the and, Browns. And, and on this podcast, I mean, it was gross, but over the past year, we gave the Browns props, right? Like, they finally started drafting better. They got consistency with their coaching staff. They started accumulating talent. Um, you know, I think all last season, this podcast sat on air or, or one of our shows saying how they're one of the most talented rosters and all they needed was a quarterback. I said that. Um, they just happened to go with the worst possible option they could go with. Well, on top of that, there is 0% chance Baker, I like, un- unless they sign Baker to a massive deal, there's no chance he's even going to step on the field for them. And even Never. I wouldn't like, how would you, that's a big F you to no. him. And, and now, now he has to be the savior, but like, you know, you know, kind of circling this whole thing back of, you know, with Deshaun going back to like the beginning when the first few times, uh, we talked about it. Uh, the best, you know, the best statement that we came up with, and you know, Drew, you said it was maybe he's just an asshole, right? Like, you know, kind of even the same thing with like AB. Maybe, maybe Deshaun is just a fucking piece of shit. It sucks. Like, you know, obviously the talent side, like just, he's a, he's a, he's a, sorry, that's just too much to not he, call him a scumbag. He, no he's a, he's not only a scumbag, he's a serial predator. I mean, just he's playing a numbers game here. By going to these different masseuses. And honestly, the masseuses that came forward to defend him, shame on you. 
Because I, yep. I, I don't believe any of their stories now. I'm, I'm oh, no, they got up. a payday. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they literally sacrificed humanity for a paycheck. Yeah, because if I, you go to 66 women, guess what? Probably 32 of them. I mean, if you, you throw some money, geez, <laughs> throw me a bunch of money. <laughs> I might, you know, who knows what I'd do. So I, for, so, for, for me, that, that spa owner who he paid to kind of get in, which is like kind of like the bulk of everyone, that spa owner, for, for the, she's more, should be held more accountable than the Texans in my She's opinion. also a predator. I mean, not not to bring up. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's kind. She's kind of coordinating it a little bit, yeah. or at least yeah, complicit. I don't know about coordinating, but she's at least complicit. Have you guys ever felt so compelled to uh, give five thousand dollars to help someone's business at a random random massage parlor? Sounds like she's a madame. Yeah, like yeah. She, like Epstein's. Yeah, Epstein's big Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy, and and then. The funny thing is, sitting on the sidelines watching all this unfold, probably smoking cigars and just smiling the whole time, is Baker Mayfield. Because say what you want about Baker Mayfield, um, he is a starting quarterback in this league. He is a, a he is a good guy. Um, he's cheated on his girlfriend. You know, whatever. They cheat. You know, cheating on your girlfriend. Like, geez, they they'd fucking pray for that at this point. But. If I'm Baker Mayfield, I saw a funny, it was, uh, you know, hey, can you come in for work? We're short-staffed this weekend. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, and, like, I, not out of the blue, but it's like, oh, Carolina and Baker, re, re, you know, continued talks or uh, start talking again. Well, like, no shit. Um, yeah, Marcus is right. Dude, Baker, we, I said it in the group chat, there's – he said, Marcus said 0.0. I'll go on a limb and say 0.1% chance. Is it, su- um, is it suspicious now that maybe the Browns caught wind of this after they did the Deshaun Watson deal because everyone just assumed that the Baker Mayfield deal was going to get done by draft day? To me, that's holding him as an insurance policy because maybe they kind of looked at it. I mean, geez, they got slammed once it, once it came out that they didn't do any interviews with any of the women. So maybe they kind of had a moment of introspection. They said, whoa, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, let's not trade Baker Mayfield for a third-round pick because we might be fucked. Jacoby Brissett might be our guy going forward. I don't cool. think so. I, I don't think so. Uh, what is the phrase? Uh, never attribute to malice what can be explained with incompetence. Uh, yeah, to me, this is uh, they were planning on holding Baker kind of like how the Eagles had signed a bunch of quarterbacks a few years ago. And then uh, a Vikings quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, gets hurt. Sam Bradford, who's probably not going to play for them, winds up getting traded, and they got, like, a first-round draft pick for him. They were hoping to be able to get something for Baker. Uh, They probably were fielding calls all throughout the draft and just weren't getting anything that was worthwhile to them. They're like, sixth, seventh, we can probably do better. Let's hold them and see what happens right before training camp. If not, then we cut him at that point. Um, I mean, I still think they could probably get a third for him at some point if something what d- well, does happen to somebody. So, so I, I just pulled up the uh, the Browns kind of like transactions timeline. So they so they make that massive deal for Deshaun. They sign Jacoby Brissett less than a week later. Then they go and sign Josh Dobbs. So obviously you're like you're baked. You're like obviously he's gonna be gone. So then they make the deal for um, uh, Amari Cooper. You know, sign uh, Joku uh, Clowney. Like if you're if you're any of those guys that signed after after Deshaun because obviously that had to be some impact like should you be able to like renege out of that contract and be like no, no way whoa, whoa, whoa. Amar- 
no way Amari is going there with Jacoby Brissett. Like There's no way he agrees to that. <laughs> no, no way. chance. Yeah, no, I like how how do you like with no though? It's, it's Amari's Amari's screwed. Unfortunately, I mean, Here, here's another funny commentary. The following is a breakdown of the Browns' investigation to Sean Watson. Andrew Barry, you do that shit to Sean Watson? No. Andrew Barry, cool. Here's two hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 one that one is absolutely one of my favorites. Just so funny. Like, come on, guys. Any type of due diligence, and you're gonna be waiting. Oh, and dude, clearly, so clearly. Deshaun Watson conducts himself on social media like a fourteen year old girl, and and I I think emotionally, I you know what, I'm not even gonna give him the benefit of saying fourteen year old girl, twelve year old boy, um, who come who you know comes his pants wet with dreams, the breath. wet yeah. dreams. Yep. So he goes private on Twitter. So going private on Twitter, everyone that follows you can still see everything that you do. He has 1.4 million followers. You think it's hard to see Deshaun Watson's tweets right now? What's the purpose of even doing that? It's like a weird reflex. I mean, of course, people are going to come on your Twitter feed and comment. How many of those 1.4 million people are doing it right now? Is he going through and blocking all those people? Man, this, this, this is a soft-ass bitch. Deshaun Watson, yeah. and, and, and we had a podcast right after it launched a year ago, and it's nice to be on the right side of history because we tore him to shreds, We and, and, and we've been pretty consistent with our messaging on this. I think we said in that podcast, and I'll say it again, what's your number? What's your number that you unquestionably believe somebody? Because to coordinate three people to go get a fucking beer is tough. <laughs> to coordinate 22 women to, to, to put their name out in the media – and ha- and possibly be dragged through the mud as a you know quote unquote liar, which is which is the reflexes that a lot of people do. How, what's your number? So so anybody that still doubts Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson thing, I ask you, what is your number? W- w- were you was it twenty four and now we're there and you were completely on the fence at twenty three? <laughs> Listen to yourself. Nah, you 20, s- you sound ridiculous. Is, is all I'm saying. If you're still on the fence about this, and I and I'm assuming that ninety percent of that camp are Browns fans, <laughs> you gotta admit I, I'd be kind of man. I would be kind of conflicted, but I think I'd still make the right choice. And so I brought her name up before. Rachel Benetta uh, grew up um, in Canada as a Browns fan. She's done. She said, you know, she is taking applications to fan bases. She she cannot be a woman, um, regardless in the industry is not, and, and you know, wear anything, represent, cheer for the Browns organization. I think you're going to see that coming out in droves, male and female. People just, just absolutely um, giving up on the franchise as they should. Agreed. If So if... if and I, I don't know the companies or the brands specifically, but would it be a good idea or in poor taste if you were a um uh, a major company that produces sells and distributes uh, luxury massage oils would you sign Deshaun as your uh as your, no. as your like the face no, of your you're, business you're distancing yourself away from him as much as possible like the brown the browns are losing sponsorships left and right right now you think Deshaun watson needs lube no, <laughs> no, he's and, and by the way, we were talking about touchdown celebrations. If I do a pick six on Deshaun Watson, provided he plays ever again, what I'm doing is I'm laying down and one of my other teammates is holding up a football right around my other crotch, right around my crotch. And then another one of my teammates is going to come and put his pointer finger right at the tip of the football. And then I do the O face. Oh, 
<laughs> That's the celebration. You hear? You you guys can have that for free. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I I hope that makes it into Madden. That'd be great. Uh, oh, there's there's a programmer that it can do it. I mean, there's 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 definitely a, an ability there. So what happens sure. when Browns players start coming out? Because I mean, you got you know guys like Miles Garrett, uh, Mari Cooper, guys who presumably are trying to protect their brand. Um, most of them have been, have stood up for Watson. Uh, at what point do they say, fuck it, this is a burning train and I'm jumping off? Well, see, that, that's, that's a really good question. I don't uh, think any of them do until the NFL comes down with the decision. I think it's, I think it's, it's lose, lose, no matter what there. So I think their mum's the word and then they just follow the company line, which should be this guy ain't playing for our organization. That should be the company line, but I, I think I think you know they're probably in solidarity until the NFL or the Browns make a designation. If Deshaun played for the Raiders, do you think uh, Derek Carr would still defend him the way that he did, like his other players that had like such like terrible mistakes, or or do you, or I just want someone to interview Carr and be like, hey, so what's your take on Deshaun? His his eyes will open wide. Oh, give him give him the old ultimate cop out phrase which is just so funny to me it's 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 i call it the tebow i'm praying for him yeah <laughs> oh yeah he just he killed a he killed a poor woman yeah i'm praying for him deshaun watson he's a serial rapist i'm praying for him what does that mean <laughs> uh so actually i just came across a a, a meme it's uh, the number 23 on a browns jersey and it says allegations so that's kind of crazy like if you're a Pittsburgh fan and I and Marcus, me and you joked about it, get a 22 jersey and, and put Watson on the back. That's the crazy thing with this joke is you can't even get a custom jersey because that number is constantly going to be updating. It's fucked up, I know, but you can't even make a joke about it because that that number could be who knows what it's going to be by the season. No, can't. What's the over under? 25 over under. Over. Yeah, for sure way over i think we're not even done this week the new york times thing could embolden you know some women who have been scared and the the tide has turned and and you know what it is really gross marcus you mentioned it it's weird the coverage that this isn't getting up until now uh it's amazing you know espn has barely covered it you know mina kimes good for you for coming out and saying it but i mean it it is it's kind of weird and i think that's networks that cover the NFL trying to protect themselves in case he comes out clean so they can get that interview down the road. But it's time to just turn your back and, and get this thing's gone so far south. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. 24 was the magic number for anyone in media. Um, so a couple of things I'm reading right now, because uh, after the Deshaun initially got his uh, indictment dropped, I'm just reading some of the uh, NFL players tweets Love it. Love to see it, brother. Can't wait to see you balling on the field. Love it. Love to see you. But most importantly, one of the uh, Browns linebackers agreed to give up his number four for Deshaun. Do you do you think he gets that number back, or do you just shy away from that? I don't know. Should you get compensated by the Browns? Talking talking about social media, though, this is how oblivious Deshaun Watson was. I, don't, I think it was a couple weeks ago. I think it was actually right after the NFL kind of like, wasn't going to pursue it anymore. The charges were dropped or, or whatever the designation was. He shows a picture of uh, Mia Khalifa over to his house, yeah. um, hanging out like, like 
dude, you're going to a picture or a video of a woman in your house behind a closed door. Maybe don't do that. That tweet was amazing. So the, the wording of that tweet was Deshaun Watson really a Mia Khalifa over at his apartment. This man is diabolically horny. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great word. Diabolically horny. All right. Well, that's our Deshaun Watson rant. Uh, had to cover it. Um, we've covered it pretty thoroughly. Uh, but let's move on to these awful uh, PFF coaching rankings because um, I know we all have a lot to say about these bad boys. But um, so PFF is a pretty, you know, they're they're very, very polarizing source. Um, I think they attempt to apply metrics to things that maybe numbers in the NFL don't actually demonstrate. Um, and I don't even really know what went into these rankings, uh, these these coach coaching rankings. But anyone want to name them off the top ten that they came up with? Because they're pretty awful. Yeah, so, yeah, so I just pulled them up. Um, so this is one through ten. Uh, Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, Andy Reid, Captain Cliff King- Kingsbury, Pete Carroll, Matt Lafleur, Lafleur, Kyle yep. Shanahan, Mike Vrabel, Frank Reich, Mike McCarthy. Um, so, Mike so McCarthy in the top ten. Frank Reich. Oh my god! How loud have I been? That Frank Reich sucks, and PFF says he's a top ten coach. Oh, so, boy. so here, here's my biggest thing. Well, actually, I guess second biggest thing. My biggest thing was how vehemently, vehemently at it. However, you Drew used to love defending PFF as far as their like team defensive rankings during the Bucks Super Bowl run. No, um, no, that's, that, that, that's incorrect. DVOA. That's DVOA, which is a completely yeah. different metric. Completely different metric, completely which, different which, which I will 100% stand by. DVOA is bullets over the last 20 years. Yeah, all right, you got me there. So, uh, <laughs> but no one knows No one knows what, like, any of their metrics are used to rank so, all their so, players. But it's not It's not like us posting a top 10 coaches ranking or top any type of top rankings. After they posted this, this was like where the distribution really like shot out from was like Good Morning Football, like like the the television uh, news sources that everyone watches brought up those rankings. But yeah, so like they're accredited, like they're used in fantasy football rankings, like game predictions, like they're used very thoroughly. Does this discredit them? Because this is one of the most terrible things I've ever seen. So, So this is what it actually says in terms of like what it's supposed to be. Uh, the, the NFL, P, the PFF NFL head coach rankings are based on the number of wins PFF projects that coach would have with an average roster. So, one, how do you even measure what an average roster is? Like, that's just a team that's already eight and eight, so their projection is somewhere, you know, no, on so, that outlier. So, but, what, whatever uh, roster Kirk Cousins what, is on, what, the, the metrics that uh, I, I believe what the metrics they're using represent are probably things like fourth down decisions and aggressiveness on first down, et cetera, stuff like that in terms of play calling, which is why you see the skew that we know is absolutely fallical uh, with Cliff Kingsbury Mm. coming in at fourth just because he's an uber-aggressive offensive coach. Um, We see, you know, the top three looks pretty damn good, though, right? Like Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, Andy Reid. Those are all coaches that we would all agree are pretty damn good head coaches, Um, and they tend to be aggressive. Uh, that doesn't mean that being aggressive is always always makes you a good coach, like, right? Frank Reich <laughs> lost more games for the Colts than than any any coach did based on decisions. That that's been yeah. done. Um, 
But and where's Brandon Staley? Like <laughs> twelve. Yeah, Brandon Staley's twelve. Sean McVay's eleven. So that that's hilarious in itself. The fact that Sean McVay's like, you're telling me Sean McVay's not a top ten coach. Get the fuck Mike out of here. McCarthy is ahead of uh, Mike Tomlin, and we have uh, Lovey Smith not in the bottom ten. Oh, dude, Lovey Smith. I'm glad you brought it up. Sean McDermott. A guy who has turned around the entire Bills franchise is sandwiched between, wait for it, Doug Peterson, which, how, how is Doug Peterson even on here? It doesn't even make sense because, because they've left a lot of guys off this list. How is Doug Peterson even on here? He hasn't coached in two years. Uh, so well, he's sandwiched well, between yeah, Doug this Peterson. Is what they're expecting for this season Doug, coming up. Yeah, but they, ha- they don't rank my guy, they don't rank um, uh, O'Connell. So, so, or, or uh, Dabble or McDaniels he, or Eber Flutes. He's between or... Doug Peterson and Lovey Smith. Oh so my that God. Brings me, that brings me back to my question. Whatever metrics they're using and utilizing, they're using it elsewhere. Does this, does a terrible list like this not kind of discredit what they want to talk about? I mean, yeah. yeah PFF I, is trash. P- PFF is, is always been very polarizing. Um, I do think it's very accurate sometimes. Um, and it's very inaccurate most of the time. Uh, th- but the lists that they'll produce as an aggregate are usually pretty good, but there's th- then you'll just randomly see, like in this list, the top three are great, Bilicek, Harbaugh, Reed, and then you get to Kingsbury, Carroll, and then it just becomes a laughingstock list. So it's it, it produces a, you know, a list and they stand by it, which maybe they do it just for the controversy because we're talking about it right now, and PFF's name is getting out there. Yeah. Or Dan Campbell. When, when are people going to start giving uh, Dan Campbell some credit? Where like is he on this Lions list? Finished, oh, 22nd in the North this year. Somehow Matt Rule is too high at 24. They, they project Robert Salah to be a below average coach or below below eight wins. That's severely below average. 26. He, he's, yeah. he's the last guy they rank. Right. Uh, he's the worst coach in the NFL. What do you think about that, Newman? Uh, I, I have to vehemently disagree. Yeah. I mean, he's about Lovey he, Smith. The fact that Lovey Smith isn't last is hilarious. Man, I, I I'm starting to think Houston hired Lovey Smith just to fall down uh, because fall guy. You know, <laughs> you know we've watched well, yeah, the gangster movies. The guy, Everyone needs a fall guy. The guy that they hired last year, he was his job was to lose, and he didn't lose enough. So well, so so when you're when, out of there, when reporters poke around like the New York Times, it gets out. So yeah. Houston's probably known about this story. This story's been brewing for a while, uh, which might also explain their urgency to get rid of him all of a sudden, you know, after the case, uh, you know, concluded. Overall, Houston could come out of this well. Even if they take away one of their draft picks, fine him. Like, Houston it doesn't owe Deshaun Watson $230 million. <laughs> so oh, No, and, and he will be getting a lot of that money. So... It's on top of so like back to that decision on top of like whatever suspensions and stuff they go. That's one A. One B is how do they deal with salary cap issues with the Browns? Because you're looking at forty, fifty million dollars a year for what how what however many years. Like that that's this ultimately could cripple like cripple the Browns for twenty years, like straight up. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Ten for sure. Ten for sure. They're screwed up through the 2025 season, and it takes normally a full three to four year cycle. So that's eight years, right? That's six to eight years that the Browns can just, you know, mail mail it in. 
All right, so let's move on. Uh, Aaron Donald got a monster contract. He's the highest-paid non-quarterback now in the league. Um, I mean, it is totally deserved uh, in, in, in terms of if you are going to pay a guy this. But he's, what, 31 years old, I think? 31 like, years old. Like still in his prime. Still in his prime, true. But it's you have to assume that he's only going to go downhill at this point. <laughs> Look at Rose in the background. <laughs> Yes, snake him with a cheeseburger. <laughs> we can see you. So, I mean, what do you guys think about this contract? Because, in my opinion, it's paying for past performance, which we're talking about probably the maybe the greatest defender of all time. But, I've and and my I, he is like no no question at all. He is the best defensive player we've ever gotten. He's the best defensive player in NFL history. I and I don't I don't necessarily disagree. But why now? Why not two years ago with this contract and, and, and extended out so that he's being paid th- this while well, he's still fully in his prime? Because 31, you could argue, is his prime, but let's face it, it's not really. I mean, he, he's already reached the, the the peak of what normal players yeah. will be age-wise, and, and he, hypothet- or based on history, will probably only fall at this point, performance-wise. So... He he has actually gotten some pretty good deals, um, um, but it's just it's just like like most of the deals that we see once they start going into that three four five years, the the way that the salary cap moves and it, all the money that's going on, they're like shit. I I want more money. You know, I need to get more money. Well, where um, are the Rams so, getting so this it, money? So, so I that, mean, that's the biggest salary question. cap isn't real. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just coming out like literally, money doesn't matter. It's a construct. So, so he he's getting sixty thousand dollars up front, or sixty million dollars up front. I'm sorry, uh, in signing bonus, right? Uh, and then his base salary for this year is one and a half. So you apply that sixty thousand over, you know, the length of the contract. Uh, so um, and then you know five years, two of which are, you know, probably not going to actually happen uh, in terms of the actual contract. And then uh, that reduces it down to he's only, you know. His, his roster, his cap hit this year is is significantly less because of that. Um, it, but it, it's it's manipulation essentially of the cap. But there's a lot of ways to do it. And uh, I mean, Andrew Brandt wrote a really good article uh, on Sports Illustrated earlier to, today about this, and it kind of breaks it all down. Um, but you know, there's some teams that like to be, uh, you know, if they're all in, they're going to do stuff stuff like this where they push out cap numbers uh, through, you know extra huge signing bonuses and and lower salaries and stuff at the beginning. And then it winds up being a high back end cost for them. And then other teams don't like to do that. So Andrew Brent used to run the Packers. The Packers did not ever do that when he was, you know, there. And that's why you, that's typically what the Packers do in general. Um, it's, it's just crazy. Cause I believe Jalen Ramsey is the highest paid cornerback in the league. Uh, AV. Um, well, they, not, not anymore. Th- this is, this is breaking news. Yeah. He, he, he's up there. You, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, Breaking news, Cooper Cup just got signed to a monster deal, too. So, in one offseason, they have now signed Stafford, huge deal. Aaron Donald, huge deal. Cooper Cup, huge deal. They're really, really big contracts. They brought in Allen Robinson. They brought in, uh, what's his name, Uh, uh, Bobby Wagner. I like the Allen Robinson contract, though. They're uh, not paying him that much. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, you know, they're still spending money. Um, A lot of it is through, you know, 
finding ways to manip- manipulate the cap around. Um, interestingly so yeah, enough, uh, according according to Sport Track, Aaron Donald's going to make twenty four million this year. Ramsey's going to make twenty three. Stafford's no, going to no, no, make no, no, thirteen point five, no. and then it falls off the way. I mean, so, so there's you're, actually you're, some you're, of the re- deals you're reading that wrong. Um, Aaron Donald is his cap hit is twenty four million. Um, he's yes. not he's he's he got sixty thousand dollars or sixty million dollars as soon as he signed. So he he already made that. Um, plus he had like a five million dollar roster bonus earlier this year. So yeah, he's going to make like seventy million dollars here basically. So. I, I just want to throw this out there just to uh, kind of reaffirm why, why Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the history of the NFL that we, and he, he will, he will break the um, uh, most defensive NFL MVPs. So right now on top of like how disruptive he is every play, cause I, there's huge value in that for me. Um, so he's 40th all time for sacks and someone that is a four, three, like put pressure on, but taking double teams Every single person in front of him is either outside backers, edge rushers, people that do not um, impact every single play. So I, I think we can all agree that Warren Sapp is probably you know, one of the best 4-3 D tackles of all time. I'd go John Although Randall. That, he, he, Sapp's got to be two or three, and I think Randall's right up there with him. Yeah. I'd go John Randall, number but, one. But, but John Randall also did a lot of edge, so he, he, was moved, you know, he, he, he was more of like an edge instead of the interior kind of guy. But um, Aaron Donald played six se- six seasons less than Sapp so far. Aaron Donald three more seasons on his pace puts him in the right up right in the flirting of top ten all time of yeah. the, and, someone and, like he's and just, that's, he's just so disgusting. That's he's just so sacks. disruptive. The other thing about yeah, Aaron yeah. Donald, if you look at some of the other numbers, it's like if you look pressures, at his pressures and, and all that other stuff. Yeah, he's he's an absolute force. Uh, it it's ridiculous and. You know, I still think he's going to be good for the next couple of years. The Rams understand this, I think, with this contract, and they're like, "Listen, if you know, if we're bad on the back end of this deal, and you know, we're not Super Bowl contenders, we're we're shooting our shot for this for the next couple of years. Yeah, go, go go win one or two more Super Bowls, but right, um, yeah, man, Aaron, Aaron Donald is just uh, something else. Well, yeah, you know, like you said, well deserved. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I still don't know how the Rams keep finding ways. Um, well, I mean, have you have, have you seen the breakdown of his career? It's like uh, rookie rookie of the year uh, or nine uh, pro, bowl, pro bowler, and then it's just like all pro every single year, pro bowler most of those years, defensive player of the year like four times. Um, yeah, yeah. Three, three tied for the most all time, and he, so far, uh, yeah, 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 he's a fuck, he's fantastic. He's yeah. just he's he's the best. So the, the Rams are going to be another one of the best. The Rams are going to be good against, good again this year. Uh, I, I think, mean, I think what they, I think here's here's the Rams blueprint. It's pretty obvious. They love to have these blue chip players, and then they they know that they can just fill in the rest of the roster and make it work. Yeah. So 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 they do a really good job with late round drafting. And they find guys that are not necessarily going to be stars in the late rounds, but they're like, hey, I don't need another star. I have, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey. I have Aaron Donald. I need guys that are going to be quality, just good, okay players, like average to above average players, because I can scheme the defense and whatever around my superstars. Uh, and offensively, you know, for the most part, they've got a you know a, a good schemer up there too. So their offensive line is somewhat important, but they're not throwing huge amounts of money on it. Um, but they are focusing on you know the the really important players, the the skill position players there. And I mean, speaking of skill position players, I just want to point out, even with Cooper Cup's extension, he's the ninth 
highest paid player in terms of in terms of total uh total dollars here on this list for wide receivers that's insane to me yeah he's right on par with uh, christian kirk there yeah he, he he's just slightly he's he's just ahead of christian <laughs> kirk in terms of that um and i mean very similar players i, I would argue <laughs> really confusing i would argue he's he's no worse than the third best wide receiver on this list I mean, but, all right. So I, I'm just going to tell you, I do have a problem with the Cooper Cup contract. Um, the Cooper Cup sensational. I drafted him in both leagues. I clearly believed in him, him last year. I love, I've loved him ever since he's been in the league. Um, I love when he plays. Here's the problem with Cooper Cup. He does have injury issues. Um, I think if he plays next year, the full season, uh, he's going to be another monster because, you know, nothing's going to change about that system. But my problem with Cooper Cup is whenever you get these anomaly seasons, like Aaron Donald, he's he's an eight-season, seven-time All-Pro. There's no question who Aaron Donald is. Cooper Cup, I mean, he just had a borderline MVP season. He's never had anything close to that. So um, I, the Cooper Cup thing is a little bit dicey, in my opinion, just in terms of what the Rams are doing. Um, and I, I do recognize what Cooper Cup does for that offense, but I don't know. The Cooper Cup contract might be the only one I would knock of theirs this offseason. I think the big issue with that is just that we've seen what wide receivers have started to command, right? It's gone off significantly this year, especially, right? We've seen A.J. Brown making $25 million a year. We see uh, Christian, Kirk, Christian Kirk making an insane amount of money, and obviously Cooper Cup is significantly better than him. Um, I mean, so Amari Cooper with his deal, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. It, it is definitely the year of paying your wide receivers. And in that context this Cooper Cup deal is still pretty, pretty, you know, tolerable. It's weird. I just realized Aaron Donald's at is Aaron Donald 97. So he's repping his, his uh, pit number. Uh, that's kind of cool. Um, real, little random anecdote. I wonder who got Aaron Donald 99. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there is just, oh man, I just put up a full blown parody account on that one. <laughs> All right, guys, let's 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 shut this thing down with. Uh, we're gonna move to fantasy. Uh, we've been doing breaking down different positions every week. Um, nope. So so this week we're gonna go to quarterbacks. Um, so let's talk fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, the the very the probably the hardest thing about fantasy, in my opinion, is when do you draft your quarterback? Uh, the majority of leagues, you only get one. Um, and obviously with the super flex, it's a completely different situation, but we're going to be just presuming that you only get one quarterback in these rankings. Uh, we're using fantasy pros as the baseline. What do you guys think about these rankings? What, what jumps out at you? I mean, I think that they're the first tier is, you know, the top three players, Allen Herbert Mahomes. I think that's pretty clear top tier there. Um, and then Lamar is, Lamar's great and he's worth a lot of fantasy value, but he started he started to show some cracks last year with the injuries, and then I just don't necessarily agree with the rankings from that point full like down the list. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to look at this list and figure out what they're how they're ranking them. Are like is this going to be on twenty twenty two projections? Because Deshaun Watson uh, sitting at fifteen, I, I don't <laughs> know how you could project him being a top half. Trey Lance thirteen. Yeah, yeah. This is this, this list is wild. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, there's some decent value, 8, 9, 10, you know, right around that range, Brady, Prescott, Wilson, uh, Stafford, Rodgers. How is Rodgers 12? I think they're just expecting the fact that he doesn't have Devontae Adams to make that big of an issue. 
I I definitely wouldn't count on that out of a back to back MVP that he's going to fall that far. I I just don't see it happening. I do. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just just look at his stats just three years ago. Um, he it looked like he was all the way on the on the decline until all of a sudden the greatest, you know, the best wide receiver in the league rose to power. Uh, I do think Matt LaFour's offense really benefits him. And and again, I, I don't think he's going to just fall off the face of the earth, but I don't know. Who ahead of him would you would you not would you would you not put ahead of him? Prescott, possibly. I, mean, I think that he's less likely to get injured than Lamar. Uh, he's less likely. He's more likely to be consistent throughout the entire season than Kyler. Uh, Joe Burrow is probably right, right about on par with him. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a boomer bust player for me. Um, and then, I mean, after that, it's kind of like I would take him over Brady Prescott. And even Wilson with that Stafford. stacked Ravens wide receiving group, you're going to take him over Lamar. That's insane. Yeah, I know the Ravens. They're a powerhouse, <laughs> man. My uh, my favorite value as far as. Um, like exceeding what where I think they'll be ranked. It's got to be Danny Dimes. Uh, I think he's going to have a nice season under Dable. So when you're talking about, <laughs> you know, what, like a, a bottom-end quarterback who could be your QB2 rank-wise, uh, there, there's there's going to be solid value down there. Here we go again, folks. <laughs> the Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is like the girlfriend who seems like she'd be good at bed, but she's just – consistently not she's really hot but, but she's, she's really hot she's she's a starfish she's no, just no. gonna lay there she, she's the girl that you're in college and you go to college you spend both semesters with hot girls and you go back to your hometown you know and you're just like oh i forgot forgot how much i love her and then and and then and then you hang out with her for a few months and you're ready to go back to college yeah hey, if you don't want if you, if you don't want him as qb2 that's fine i'll take him speaking of qbs going into uh fantasy football how, how you feeling about your uh one of your keepers there uh, old brandon oh i no i mean i'm not i'm not keeping watson anymore uh, i'm just gonna quickly glance over that uh speaking of qb2s though i, I love Derek carr there if, if he's gonna be labeled as a qb2 i mean you can probably get Carr in uh double digit uh double digit rounds maybe they're in in 10 or 11 um, and I mean, we just talked about Devonte Adams. He inherits Devonte Adams, um, along with Darren Waller. I, I, I think Derek Carr is going to have a great year. He's he's that one that I'm going to be looking to to hold up on a quarterback and snag him in a double digit round. I, I especially sure. like uh, him pairing with Josh McDaniels. Um, what yes. they're going to do systematically on offense. The way that they're going to try to take advantage See, of defense is what jo- they're giving them and stuff. Josh McDaniels' quarterbacks don't historically go nuts. I mean, Brady, even even in his, some of his best years with the Patriots, he still wasn't a guy you were going out of your way to draft in fantasy. Uh, in my opinion, the two, two guys, Derek Carr is in the same exact situation as Kirk Cousins because they're underperforming guys throughout their career, and they now all of a sudden find themselves with really good uh, skill players. I mean, Derek Carr. If, if he do, if he can't do it this year, never will. Derek Carr sucks. Yeah. Um, if if Kirk Cousins can't do it this year with the new offensive system, Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk Cousins does suck. But Derek Carr, <laughs> if if he can't do it with, I I do believe uh, Devonte Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. Um, if he can't do it with Devonte Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, the greatest wide receiver ever to play the position, then Derek Carr sucks. <laughs> and I, but at the same t- by that same token, I fully expect Derek Carr to fall on his ass 
And I would take Trey Lance if he's if he is a starter over Derek Carr. And here's why. No, dude. Here here's why. The blueprint is solid. Look at look at Jalen Hurts. You don't think Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback? I don't either. He's consistently borderline top five in terms of fantasy projections. Trey Lance can't throw the ball. Guess what he's going to be doing? Running a lot. He's going to have a lot of rushing touchdowns. Um, he's a big motherfucker. He's going to have a lot of rushing touchdowns, and he is going to get fantasy production with that with that system. So I do get why Trey Lance is at 13. I get it. I, I mean, it's one of those where I, I want to see it before I... I, and I may lose. I may, I may lose out this year, but I want to see it. First. I agree. He sucks. I agree. He sucks. Yeah, but it's just gonna. It's just like Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts kind of sucks. Yeah, but I he's mean, gonna be a top ten quarterback, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I, I got a question for you guys. Um, everyone overdrafted rookie quarterbacks last year in our draft. I mean, whether it was Lawrence or or, or Fields um, or uh, or Jones. Um, where do you think the second-year quarterbacks fall? Because I'll admit, I'm gun-shy, gun especially over Justin Fields, because I think the Bears might have, like, the worst or second-worst roster in the entire league. Like, man, Justin Fields was, like, a hot commodity this time last year. This year, like, I don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. I think the guy, honestly, I'm the most bull- I'm the most bullish on, the guy who I think potentially has the highest ceiling and I think his team is going all in the right direction, is Zach Wilson. And that's a guy, again, that I don't like necessarily, but he's a dude with wheels and now tons of offensive weapons. Um, so much. So, so much playmakers on that side. He's, of he's got a really high ceiling. If Zach Wilson can be the guy that all these dudes said he could be, even slightly, I mean, we, we could be looking at a guy who has, you know, 40 t- total touchdowns. I think I think he is going to, you know, become a little so bit more is he draftable as, as QB 23? I mean, that's bottom yes. end QB 2. You're saying Zach Wilson is draftable as your backup quarterback. I think he, I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Over Davis, a, over Davis Mills. I'd take him over Winston. Jones, I, over I'd take Matt. him over Winston. I'd take him over Tannehill. I'd definitely take him over Matty Ice. Fucking Matty Ice sucks. I oh, definitely so take bad. him over Tiwa. Definitely take him over. Actually, Tua. I I don't know. Um, Fields. You're right. The Bears are the worst team in the NFL. Like, <laughs> what are they doing with Fields? Like, the guy has nobody. They're not giving him playmakers. Nobody. Ah, uh, no, but yeah, they they, I, they I mean, are in a world of trouble. Even got Tariq Cohen tearing his Achilles on uh, on IG live. They're they're that, t- that team's in shambles. I love how bad they are. It's. Ugh. It's delicious. Quarterback's kind of weak. I mean, you I, look I do at think Jameis is a little underrated. It's super weak, dude. It's super weak. I, I do think Jameis is a little underrated. If you get Michael Thomas back, you get Chris Olave, and you get Jarvis Landry, that's a decent little wide receiving core. I mean, I, 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 I'd swap him for a lot of players above him. That's for yeah. sure. Certainly, Matty Ice. Certainly, Derek Carr. Certainly, Kirk Cousins. But um, I don't know. Talk I, about a lot of playmakers, though. I mean, Tua. I mean, he's got Waddle, he's got uh, Tyreek. Tyreek, he's got Gusecki. I mean, are you drafting Tua because of the weapons he has? That's got to be the only reason. Like, For sure. In my, mind, in my mind, he's not a top 24 quarterback. No, he's like, definitely he, not. He, he, he's not, but he's he might be in that low QB2 range strictly because who he has at his disposal, right? Like. Absolutely. They're, they're, the Dolphins are fucking stacked in offense. We talked about it a few weeks ago. They're absolutely stacked. And Gasecki, I'm telling you, is a monster and waiting. Yes. But if you look at it, 
when Tua plays, he never throws a Gesicki because he's a fucking idiot. Um, t- Tua sucks. Uh, he, he's probably got the best wide receiving duo in the league, and I still think he's going to suck. Like, 20, 29 touchdowns is that guy's ceiling, even with that group. I just He's so fucking average, man. I, I do retract my statement. Mariota's got to have the best value as far as quarterback rankings versus pro- possible production. And also, he's going he's gonna to shine with Corderell this year. Fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, because it's going to be a lot of, you know, speed option, run option, run the ball, and those points rack up at quarterback. God, the Falcons are so bad. Who 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 in the top 10 doesn't end up in the top 10? Lamar? Like is, it, is, it, is, it, is it Dak? Yeah. I would, I, I'd, I'd put the Lamar and Dak and probably Zach Wilson. Wilson? Uh, no, that's Russell, that's Russell Wilson. Wilson. Russell, Russell, well, Wilson. Well, 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 Russell, Russell Wilson at ten is fucking criminal. By the way, that's fucking criminal. He's, he's top five. I, I'd put him over Lamar. He might. Uh, I think I'm going to put him at five. I actually, I may put him over Kyler. Fuck it, I'll put him at four. Yeah, Russell man, Wilson four. Wilson four. is criminally underrated on this list. I don't know. And dude, Walmart just bought him, so we're going to get a great value offense. Um, <laughs> they're they're going to be selling Russell well, Wilson I, jerseys all over the country. Well, dude, may, maybe that's why he tumbled in value because now he's it's great value Wilson, so you can get him at a discount. I get it, I get it. No, but Russell Wilson, dude, he's got a stack wide receiving core. Uh, the Jerry Judy thing is already done. You know, his 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 off field yeah. issues. So, um, yeah, Wilson yeah, so, at ten is crazy to me. See, for me, looking at that, I just kind of look back to it was kind of like in the early part of his career man they ran the ball played good defense and they have a very similar build there and with uh, you know denver so it's not going to be needing him having to throw forward the ball 40 50 times to receivers uh which is what we've seen in the last handful of years so it's not that he'll be an underperforming guy but as far as like needing to play fantasy like denver likes to you know run the ball play defense the other guy I that mean, intrigues me is is Joe Burrow at six. If you look at what he did at the end of the season last year, the guy just blew up. It's like he turned the corner. And you want to talk about stack wide receiving cores. Um, Joe Burrow is a guy who yeah, I, I could see definitely sliding him up, him up at four. I mean, he won me a fantasy league last year, as he did many people. So, uh, I, Joe Burrow, man. Well, what what did you do with Brady there at eight, right? Oh, like, the, you think, you think the, the cliff gonna, comes? Nope. Nope, they are gonna. He's gonna be a. He's gonna be a candidate again for MVP just yeah. because yep. of how weak everything else is. They're gonna pat stats, get Br- it done. Br- Brady's on a mission to get Byron Leftwich a head coaching job. The uh, but like all in all seriousness, the two quarterbacks that I'm gonna have my eyes on the most. That I think that could be potentially the most scariest going into this season, just based on how it finished last year. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. I'm you know, obviously two tough losses. Those are the two guys who I'm going to have my eyes on the most. And Davis Mills. You have to pay a premium for both of those, though. Like, so here's my thing, man. Like, I just hate. Well, I say that Newman had me draft Patrick Mahomes. I think in the third or fourth. That's the earliest I've ever drafted a quarterback. I'm going back to drafting a quarterback in the double digit rounds. What is your guys's quarterback strategy? Because, um, you know, I'll admit, you know, Mahomes did have a. I think he still finished QB one or QB two, um, but. What is your guys' QB strategy as, as it comes to... My, mine's really basic. You rank you rank all your players, and it, let's say I have uh, Josh Allen at 34. If I'm the 34th pick and he's the guy on top of my board, I'm going to get him. The, the problem is 
you always have to retract because every league has a Kevin, every league has a Renee who's going to overdraft quarterbacks. It happens every time. So I, I just put them where they are, where, where I think they should go. And if they fall to me, I take them. Like, I, I don't say, like, I'm not drafting a quarterback till X round because if a guy comes at the value that I want him at, I'm going to fucking take him. But it just never happens because guys just always reach for him. I, I like to let the draft come to me. Um, I I Right now, I think that the, the best values are going to be uh, you know, quarterbacks eight through twelve on this list. Any any of those that I wind up with, I'd be pretty fine. Um, I just don't know where that's going to fall in the draft, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you got you got some dark horses for MVP at sixteen. What what is Brady's ADP? So Newman, you said eight through twelve. I'm I I don't have ADP pulled up here. If any, no, this do. is just the the quarterback rankings. It's not rankings. Yeah, nothing. so like, I mean. Brady's ADP at eight is probably what? Probably in that probably eighth, seventh, eighth round. Well, we don't we don't really have even ADP yet. I mean, they, they, they'll probably fantasy pros will put out eight ADP numbers, but there are there haven't been enough drafts to actually accumulate those stats at this point. Yeah, I mean, just I don't know, man. I just a seventh or eighth round for for Brady Prescott. Stafford or so, Rodgers just seems too high. So, so right now, Brady would go pick 84. Per, yeah, exactly. Per seventh Fantasy round is too high. Um, too I mean, high. is it? I, I, think, I think so. I think, like I said, I, I would be comfortable with any of 8 through 12. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going pick 100. So, you know. Just depends on how the draft goes. But, uh, yeah, I definitely don't like to go early. But, you know, obviously shit happens. I mean, just what's, what's the difference between quarterback eight and quarterback 16? Um, a lot of Super Bowl wins. <laughs> I mean, fantasy-wise, fantasy, we're, we're probably talking about a two- to three-point swing. I mean, we always talk about it in fantasy. Those are the rounds that win you a championship. I just right? like, so, so just from a perspective of the two players that we're looking at there, Brady and Cousins, right, the difference for me is, is that uh, you got the goat and Tom Brady? The, the Bucks, the Bucks <laughs> trust the Bucks trust Tom Brady, and they also kind of like to pump up his stats. Whereas Minnesota does not trust Kirk Cousins, and if they have the opportunity, there's a good chance they're probably not going to necessarily want him throwing the ball in the red zone. So it's also a completely different Vikings team. Yeah, now. Kevin O'Connell was his quarterback coach, right? And they like to run the ball. Anybody off of that McVay Shanahan tree likes to run the ball when they have the opportunity. Well, so guys, I do want to give you some insider information about the Vikings. This is fresh off, off the press. Kellen Mond is looking really good <laughs> in camp. He's there. Almost as good as those second padded helmets everyone's wearing. Oh, well, exactly. So apparently he came to camp. He knew what body part the helmet goes on. Um, <laughs> his arm has, has not fallen off. So he still has both arms attached, presumably both legs. Um, the guy has all of his internal organs still intact. Uh, Kellen Mond is at camp. His body is there, and he looks excited. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's how teams blog about players at this, at, at this point. But... Uh, any guys at the bottom of this draft you like? Because there are a few that I like. Um, Mitch Trubisky intrigues me at 30. Uh, that's really fucking low. Um, if, if, if you can snag him. I mean, the Steelers do have a really good wide receiving core. 
Uh, so it's it's at least intriguing. Um, and then, Come of on, course, talk about your boy. Talk about your boy. Of course, talk about your boy. <laughs> you knew it. Uh, Davis Mills. I'm just a little bit intrigued. The, the Lovey Smith signing makes me dislike Davis Mills, but I'm telling you guys, I, I I'll, I'll die on this fucking hill. Davis Mills is a Kirk Cousins like mid tier level quarterback. He he won't probably won't become that this year. But if, especially if you're in a deep league, I truly believe that is a guy you stash on your on your bench because this is a high pedigree guy coming out of high school. He's crazy talented. He runs like a four or five. He's fast as lightning. Like he 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 has all the fucking things you want in a quarterback, except for he he looks like a giraffe out there sometimes. I mean, so, so let's let's look at some of these quarterbacks here, right? Uh, you've got Daniel Jones, who who was the first quarterback selected in the draft that he was drafted in. I think it was number six overall. You've got wow, Carson man. Carson Wentz, who went number two overall uh, in the year he was drafted, right behind the guy right below him in Jared Goff. Uh, then you've got Marcus Mariota, who is the number two overall pick in his draft. Mitch Trubisky, who is the number number two overall pick in his draft. Uh, I mean, these are a lot of these are all high pedigree guys. I would be fine with taking a flyer on any one of these guys as a late round stash and watch kind of thing. I think that they all potentially could have some upside. Mariota is going to be playing on an offense that's shitty, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And he's got Coral Patterson and Kyle Pitts and Drake London, first round draft pick there. Um, I I'm, mean, I'm definitely going. I'm telling you, I'm definitely going to be reaching for Davis Mills this year, a thousand percent. Here's yeah. why. The team is fucking terrible. They're going to give up a lot of points. And what do they have at right? Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead at running back. Not too much going on, but it's always a Cook's day. They just drafted uh, John Metchie out of Bama. He's another flyer. Nico Collins is a guy who's actually primed for a pretty solid year. Then you got Philip Dorsett kind of flying around. Great, great QB too, but like they're going to get smoked and he's going to throw the ball. So that's what you want out of quarterback who's going to get you garbage time points. And when, you, when you're going to be getting beat by fucking 20 points every week, 14, 20 points, you, you know, it's, it's a good person to stash. I mean, I think I think all those guys, though, kind of goff, right? They're going to be playing from behind. They just drafted Jamison Williams. I like him a lot. They had uh, uh, Amon St. St. Brown last year who had, like, really, really popped off. Uh, I mean, and I mean that those are that's a couple quality assets there. Plus, they're running back that they throw the ball to quite a bit. I mean, Goff has some some late upside. I think Wentz is playing with one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in Terry McLaurin, and he loves to feed that wide receiver. It's weird that here, you, here, you guys here, had to bring up last question. Last question I got here. Let's say Baker goes to Carolina. Where does Baker slide? Because I think he's he's. I could see him in the mid to high teens based on this list. I, I probably put him right there. In the Carr Cousins uh, territory, I'd put him you right can, behind Jameis Winston at twenty three. You can have him in the Carr Cousins range. That that Carolina wide receiver room is pretty dang good. I don't trust the. I mean, they fired they fired their offensive coordinator last year because he wasn't running the ball enough. So that's that's what you need to know. Yeah, fair enough. All right, fair enough. So so before we go, I just want to I just want to we can't can't possibly leave this pod without giving out a, a, a warm congratulations to our boy Frank Gore on yes. his final and and uh you know retirement here um he got take, overshadowed though yeah. no, by, no 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 he didn't by, by Fitzmagic uh I mean <laughs> Frank Gore goes down as I think he's what top three all time in the NFL in rushing yards um just the incredible longevity that he lasted 
Uh, Drew, I, I know you want to say some words. Yeah, I mean, Frank Gore will be a Hall of Famer. Um, I do believe that. Uh, the good, the greatest thing about Frank Gore, uh, besides the fact that he's been playing since 1493, is that Frank Gore is such an incredible teammate. It, one thing that you if, you, if you listen to anyone talk about Frank Gore, the reason he was in the league as long as he was, let's face it, the guy was, you know, under four yards of carry for the final three years of his career. Uh, just a phenomenal teammate, a hard-ass worker. Um, this is a, not a highly drafted guy coming out of Miami. Tore both of his ACLs in college. Um, this is a guy that you just want to root for because he had everything stacked against him, fell in the draft to the 49ers, and he's ha- put up a phenomenal career. And he also retweeted a bunch of our memes, so I fucking love Frank Gore. And he had some elite fantasy years there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it was year three, 1700 yards or whatever. But yeah, dude, Frank Gore, man. Love, love the Gore. Love the Gore. The Eternal. All right, also, folks. Also, uh, just quick, quick shout out. Um, Mike Trout, uh, as the head of the, uh, the commissioner of the Commissioners Anonymous, <laughs> we meet on Tuesdays. There's free coffees and donuts. You're invited to attend our meetings. If, if I'm the Angels, I beg Mike Trout to like, not like do anything too bad, but if you could just like, I don't know, not tip a waiter. Do something that makes you just a little bit more interesting. Maybe maybe like stage a bar fight. He's in LA, hire an actor and just have Mike Trout just beat the shit out of somebody. And get, like wake get, up get in a, someone's bed naked. Yep. Like, do something, dude. You're so, you're still, you're putting up an MVP c- campaign as we speak. And I never hear about you ever. I have to hear about you from being a fucking bad fantasy commissioner. Do something, just something interesting, just anything to to make us remember you. We finally found something he's not good at. Yeah, being a commissioner. (laughs) All right, folks, this is Sports Cap Radio. Good night.